We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT, along with Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com. Sean Styers, how are you doing on this uh, kind of nasty looking Monday outside today? You know what? Every time I think of how cold it is outside or rainy it is outside, I just put on that USC game again <laughs> and just watch through it and get warm watch and another fuzzy. Name beat USC always puts me in a good mood. That's right. Puts a lot of people in a good mood. That is for sure. That is for sure. Well, you know, they, they made the move that we were pretty much hoping that they would make. They, they go to some tempo. What, what did you think of the changes? <laughs> about time yeah <laughs> you, know, you know we talked about this on our podcast today and, and, and at first I kind of dove into the frustration of you know why did it take Brian Kelly seven games to figure out what we have been talking about they needed to do since like March and April so that was a little frustrating but then I said okay you know what let's not do that today let's focus on the fact that they made this change and and right I think that for me is is really where, where I wanted to focus because we could rehash all that, but it, it, look, he didn't recognize it sooner. So there's nothing I can do about it. But I think if this football team is going to reach its full potential this season, uh, this is the, this was a, a move that was needed to be made. It was, it, and it's what it comes down to, Sean, is are you going to try to mold your team into what you want it to be, or what you think it should be, or are you going to mold your team into what it is? Right. And what it is is a team that has a great skill players. Uh, deep group of skill players. I mean, you lose Joe Wilkins, you you know, you lose all these transfers, and so you're forced to put Deion Colsey and Lorenzo Styles in the game. And guess what? They play really well. Chris Tyree goes down. You put you know Logan Diggs in the game, and he plays really well. You're down to your fourth left tackle. Happens to be a true freshman that's never played offensive line before. He's really good. And and so it's like, okay, this is what your team is. This is where Jack Cohn thrives. Get the ball out quickly. Make quick decisions. Spread the field. Use your pass game to set up your run game. And that's right. what I've talked about before, reverse engineering your offense. And it took a little time for them to figure out that's who they need to be. 
but they figured it out, and it gives me a lot more optimism for what this team potentially could be the next five games, assuming they truly like – I mean, because if you're going to do this, Sean, you've got to dive in head first. You yeah. can't be like, you know, a foot in, and yeah, we're going to do some RPOs, but things get tight, we're going to go back to 12 and 13 personnel. You know what I mean? Like, right. this has got to be a full-time shift to who you're going to be. And I thought what they did in that regards was great. If they continue to build around it, great. And I thought the usage of the two quarterbacks was perfect against USC. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, you know, and I was just talking about in the first segment of our show when I was talking about this, the yards after catch as well. And I love the fact that they're including yards after catch on on the official game box scores now because it's, you know, you kind of, well, how much of that was, you know, in the air? How much of that was after the catch? 58% of their total passing yards came after the catch, which is a season high. So even even though the passes were short, they were doing a lot of running with the ball afterwards and it was just that's, and that's what it's all about sean it's about when you get guys the ball in space and you have the i mean notre dame is one of the few teams in the country where you could argue their two best pass catchers are not wide receivers and they're elite players mm-hmm. and i'm referring to michael mayer and kyron williams right. you have those two players who are very capable of being difference makers after the catch i mean michael mayer catches a third nine pass about a half a yard short of the sticks makes two people miss turns it into a 16 yard gain and he's been doing that his whole career. And he hasn't been here that long, but it seems like you know he's, he's been doing that from the moment he showed up. You've got guys like Braden Lindsey and, and Lorenzo Styles, And look, this is what I love about that stuff. If you go back and break down that play to Lorenzo Styles, who went for 29 yards, it should not have gone for 29 yards. Notre Dame was outnumbered to the perimeter. Uh, they had a very small window to make that play. Lorenzo had to make a quick decision to go right outside. You had one great block. And even though Notre Dame was outnumbered four to three outside because the ball got out quickly, because you have talented players, you make one good block and a ball that's caught two two yards behind the line of scrimmage turns into a 29-yard gain. That's what college football is now when you have the kind of athletes that Notre Dame has. And 
I, I just hope they can continue to build around it because this is a this is a talented team. And look, they scored 31 points against USC. They left at least at least 14 to 17 points on the field yeah. on Saturday. Yep, exactly. And, and that's the exciting thing is there's still a lot to clean up, but you went and had your most convincing – when I mean convincing, obviously it wasn't the greatest margin for victory because that was Wisconsin. But we all know that game kind of got out of hand late. Yeah. It wasn't – this was this your game most was convincing different. start to yeah. finish. It was the first time we could point to all year where I felt like Notre Dame started well and finished well. That's a good sign. Yeah, and I mean – you know, obviously, if Kevin Austin holds on to that ball at the end of the first drive, you know, you talked about leaving points on the field. That's you, you come you 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 come out of that feeling even better. It's like you know, you move all the way, and then then. Let me ask you this though, because we're sitting here talking about tempo and all these great things that that the tempo does. And now, obviously, once you get inside the ten yard line, you know, like tempo isn't necessarily a thing but the 13 personnel I just cringe watching three tight ends in this jumbo package run on the field and then going back and looking at it again it's like all you're doing is bringing more hats into the box and then you're trying right. to run it right up the gut and you have nowhere to go what what is the answer to this Brian aren't they better off just just leaving it spread out and and, and doing what they were doing you know, before they get in that situation to build to your point, you know, after the first on the first touchdown drive, they went 13 personnel twice. It failed. Yeah. They went back to 11 personnel and scored a four yard touchdown pass. Right. I, I actually think that if, if you want to be in 13 personnel and there's some merit to it, even even with a an offensive line that doesn't really get great movement and they didn't get great movement on Saturday, even though I thought they played better. Uh, but I think if you're going to do that, you need to put Tyler Buckner in the game like they did. Right on a couple of the drives they did score because the, the problem is when you when you do because you're 100 right you're you're bringing everybody in to make that worse you have a quarterback that's not really a threat to keep and run the ball i think if you're going to go 13 personnel you need to make sure that that's part of the tyler buckner package and, and it was late in the game i mean that's what they kind of did late and they, they had one of their second half scoring drives they put him in in, in their sort of in that goal line package as well that that's going to have to be your answer if you're dead set on playing a lot of tight ends and it se seems that a, a brian kelly offense is going to always have a million tight ends on the field even <laughs> if you have to put an offensive lineman there right uh but um you know if you're going to do that at least they didn't do it a bunch out on the field they waited till they got close to the goal line but if you're going to do that i think that's that's prime prime place for Tyler Buckner to be part of the package. And that was kind of my next like you said that they used Tyler Buckner exactly right it seems like and I don't remember a couple of years ago, Brian Kelly had like white zone, you know, in addition to red zone mm -hmm. or whatever it was. But like, you know, like maybe once they get inside the 15, you know, like that's the place for for Tyler Buckner to come in. You know, like is he is he more ideal, especially if Jack Cohn can keep playing like this? Is is that the more ideal situation for him even? Absolutely. And that's a real thing. You know, sometimes Brian Kelly says things and you're like, Okay, he's just making that up. But <laughs> right. that, that is a real thing. I thought thing. the white like, zone was for loading and unloading yeah, only. Exactly. You know, so. <laughs> you know so you, and people call it different things. You know, like when I coached uh, the places I was at, we called green zone, you know, that, that, that 11 to 20 zone. And then the red zone was actually 1 to 10 or, you know, goal line to 10. And, you know, you can do it vice versa, whatever. But because your your package at the 18 is going to be a little different than your package at the four, right? And that's that's smart. I'm glad that they have that. And you know, so to me, the the red zone package, you know, maybe Tyler Buckner, maybe Jack Cohn. But then once you get inside that, you know, that 
maybe the 12-yard line. If you get a first down there, then you you put your Tyler Buckner package in. And what I mean by using him perfect perfectly in this game is it's not just about the red zone, but it was they had a specific plan that the players clearly knew what was coming. And you look at the first time they put Tyler Buckner in the game, if you watch it again, like as soon as that previous play was over, Jack Cohn immediately knows he's coming out, and Tyler Buckner immediately knows he's going in. They run two pass plays with Tyler Buckner. He completes both of them, and immediately he comes running off the field and Jack Cohn goes back in. So there was no certainty of, okay, gee, we're going to go with Tyler here. We feel like we need to to get something. No, there was a very specific plan. They were still working off the script, which is sort of that first 15 to 20 plays when everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I thought that allowed Tyler Buckner to stay into, I mean, excuse me, allowed Jack Cohn to stay in the rhythm where it wasn't just, okay, you're taking this series off and we're just going to try to have Tyler give us a spark. And then if it doesn't work out, we hope that you're going to be able to go back in and get us going again. That's a recipe for failure. I thought it was really well executed. And then if you can just kind of make it to where if you're putting 13 personnel on the field, even if it's at the 42-yard line on the third and two, put Tyler Buckner in the game. Uh, that, and that, that's the way everybody kind of knows what yeah. you're going to do because he clearly showed he can throw the football. I mean, he showed that against Virginia Tech. He showed that against USC. He can throw the football in those situations. It's not like you're you're putting a guy that's just like a, you're not going like a wildcat, right? So I would like to see that. But as far as what they did against USC, I, I really liked what they did. But it was about Sean. They all knew who was going in when and when the other guy was coming back in, and that to me is the key. Something Brian Kelly also said today, and you know we can kind of combine this with your thoughts on the offensive line, whatever, but they were reading the Mike linebacker in, in their run keys for the first time this year. And I guess that kind of surprises me to hear that, that they also weren't doing that before. So just thoughts on that, you know, and again, in combination with how much maybe it helped the offensive line and their run blocking and that kind of thing. Well, I think that ties into the RPOs because they were running a lot of RPOs against – um, USC again okay. something right. else I can't believe it took them this long to, to make them you know especially since it worked so well against North against Florida State that's the other thing is like they, they had some big plays on RPOs but you know we need to rehash that again I'll start complaining the rest of the show uh, <laughs> but it's about simplification it's about making sure that guys know who they are because because what you saw Saturday and what you saw for stretches against Virginia Tech is this this offensive line is not going to dominate people it's just not going to come out and blow people off the ball like last year's group or the 2017 group or the 2015 group or the 2012 group. It's just it's not who they are. But they don't have to be. What made the game plan so successful on Saturday against USC was they 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 knew exactly who to block for the most part. They had good timing. They knew when to get off combo blocks and they just kept a body on a body. There was a play yeah. where Josh Lug gets beat inside. But he gets a body on the guy, eventually kind of keeps the guy from tackling Kyron Williams. Kyron spins out and runs, for, I think, for like a 12-yard gain. That's okay. You're going to get beat inside sometimes. But as long as you stay engaged and you and you play with 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 some toughness, you've got skill players that can, can make you right. And that's exactly what happened there. Is You don't need to blow people up for Kyron Williams to make plays. You just need to keep a body on a body and then let him go do his thing. Let Chris Tyree do his thing. Let Logan Diggs do his thing. And I think that's what it's about is if you simplify things, hey, we're blocking the defensive line up to the mic. The outside linebackers, that's up to the quarterback to decide whether he's going to pull it and throw it or he's going to hand it off. Mm-hmm. And there were times even when you – if you go back and watch the game where they would run a bubble screen RPO and Jack Cohn would see that the the linebacker was kind of working out 
or he was staying out there and he would hand a ball off. And so then when Kyron Williams makes his cutback, that guy's trying to tackle Kyron Williams from seven, eight yards away. You're not going to win that battle very often as a <laughs> right, defender. Right. If you don't run that RPO action, that guy's just collapsing and he's tackling Kyron Williams pretty much as soon as he gets past the line of scrimmage and makes his cutback. And that's what I've said all along is that's how you can protect a not great offensive line. And so it was good to see. And But it, again, it allows the line to say, here's who you got. Here's who your combo is towards. You don't got to worry about if the mic does this, the wheel does this. Because if you're working on the mic and the wheel crashes, that's okay. Jack's pulling it and he's throwing it. Right, and that's on Jack to make that make sure. that make that right. I loved it. That's what modern football is. That's what the best teams on offense do, and it was great. And I think Tommy Reese looked looked more comfortable that way because they threw a lot of stuff at Notre Dame that I hadn't seen on film and that Notre Dame hadn't seen on film, and they still went out there and picked them apart because I think Tom Coach Reese was in his comfort zone. Yeah, and it was really good to see. Yep. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com, the Sports Illustrated website. So no Kyle Hamilton this week. DJ Brown played pretty well against USC when when Hamilton went out in the second quarter. So what's your confidence level he can repeat that this week against the Tar Heels? Not as confident. And it's kind of like, you know, we saw it last year when Kyle went out. He got ejected for targeting in the second quarter, and, and the safeties played pretty well. This is one of those times where sometimes, you know, an injury like this, it, it's a people's the automatic response is, well, it's good because it gives Notre Dame a whole week to prepare. My counter to that is it also gives North Carolina a whole week to prepare to not have to face Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. yeah and last true. year when Kyle Hamilton went out, they still had Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, and they don't have him anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's concerning, but what it requires is this is not going to be a DJ Brown thing. If Notre Dame struggles to stop North Carolina on Saturday, it won't because be because D.J. Brown uh, wasn't successful. This is one of those situations in football. It's kind of like when your starting quarterback goes down. Hey, you know what? We don't have Kyle. D.J.'s not Kyle. Don't ask him to be Kyle. But you know what? Hey, Isaiah, prior, you know, Foskey, you got to step up your game this week. Hey, Cam Hart. Hey, Jason Adamiola. Hey, Myron. Hey, Drew White. Hey, J.D. Bertrand. Everybody's got to pick their game up this week. And that's how you have DJ's back is by you picking up your game. Don't make him have to be Kyle Hamilton because he's not. And I think that a lot of times that's what you see when a team has a week to prepare to not have their star is everybody kind of says, hey, I got to pick my game up this week. I've got to have DJ's back. And I think if they do that, they should they should be okay. I'm actually more concerned about Isaiah Pryor playing safety. Well, that's what I was getting ready to mention. I am, Go ahead. Yeah, DJ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that was interesting, seeing him moving back from Rover to safety. So, I don't know. Which worked out well in that game because right. USC had never seen film of it. But North Carolina will now have film of it. Yeah. And that, that makes – because, look, there's a reason he moved from safety to Rover and why up until recently they gave him a look at – they never gave him a look at safety despite all the problems at safety because he's not a cover guy. He's yeah. a downhill – Isaiah Pryor is really good when he can fly down a hill, hit, hill, and, hill and hit people. If they're asking him to drop back and flip his hips and cover, that's not putting him in position to be successful. Right. Yep. Big difference. Brian Driscoll, 
irishbreakdown.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.